together growing in faith and changing communities in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit the grace and peace of our lord jesus christ the love of god the communion of the holy spirit be with you always today dear friends i would like us to reflect on the letter of saint paul to the romans chapter 1 verses 1 to 7 paul a servant of jesus christ called to be an apostle set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and designated son of God, in the power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including yourselves, who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all God's beloved in Rome, who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's a beautiful reading. You know, Paul, often when he writes to different communities, he has a, a particular way, a different style of writing. He would like to greet the people. Sometimes he will call them by name. And often he will introduce himself, especially to communities that do not know him or the communities that he has not yet visited. And it's the same here. Paul writes to the church in Rome while he is in Ephesus, and he has not yet been to Rome. And so he writes to them, and he has to define himself. He has to let them know who is this Paul. You must never forget that for some, they have known Saul, and some are hearing of Paul, this great preacher, a Jewish convert. But he needs to make himself known into the church. And you must never forget that in the, in the days, uh, in the times of Jesus, the end of the world was Rome. Hence, Rome is known as the eternal city. So if you had gone to the ends of Rome, uh, for those Palestinians, they will have re uh, thought they had gone to the end of the world. We now know that Rome is by far the end of the world. And so Paul writes into a community, and for him it's, it's an important community, because later on he's going to bring about things that are essential, that are crucial, that are the foundations of his theology. And he sees himself as... A servant of Jesus Christ. First and foremost, I am the servant. I am a slave. And Paul doesn't mind calling himself a servant. He doesn't mind calling himself a prisoner. He doesn't mind calling himself a slave of Jesus Christ. And this means he belongs to Christ. And that's very important for Paul. You know, if he, he writes to, to a church and he says, why are you fighting amongst yourself? Why there is so much disunity? 
I mean, you arguing and you say this is the baptism of Paul, the baptism of Apollos, the baptism of Cephas, and he says, hey, Paul, Apollos, Cephas did not die for you. This is the baptism of Christ. And Paul is very adamant. He belongs to Christ. He is one of those preachers, evangelists, church leaders that says, whatever you do, it's for the greater glory of God. He belongs to Christ. And he's going to ask them, who do you belong to? I mean, do you belong to Christ or do you belong to the world? Are you of the law or of grace? And so he says, I am a servant of Jesus Christ. And this is important. I am called to be an apostle. Now, dear friends, Paul is great. He's, he's, he's an intellectual man. He's an educated man. And if you read his Greek, you realize that he's not just using an ordinary Greek or a dialect or a koine. He uses good Greek. Under no circumstances is seeing himself as a disciple. No, he's gone beyond that stage. A disciple is the one who sits at the foot of the master who is taught by the master. Paul sees himself beyond that. He's a disciple who has been sent, apostolate to be sent on a mission. He belongs to God. He's sent into the world. And for Paul, this is important. I am set apart for the gospel of God. I'm consecrated. You know, for Paul, his, his zeal for God, for the gospel, I mean, runs before him and his conversion. I mean, we know that as soul, he was set apart. He had gone out of his way to, to protect what he had been taught. He had gone out of his way to fight the people of the way. And so he uses the same zeal differently though now for the salvation of humanity. And so he says, I'm set apart for the gospel of God. What does it say to me? What does it say to us? That God can still use us. You know, the, the old self can still be transformed. There's some things that God has placed into our hearts. The passion, the zeal, the love, the confidence. It's still there. And so we are called for something greater. We are called for something beautiful. And he says, I'm set apart for the gospel of God, which he had promised beforehand through the prophets and the Holy Scriptures. The gospel concerning his son, that was the descendant of David, according to the flesh, designated son of God in the power and the working of the Holy Spirit. There's something so powerful here. Look at Paul as a theologian. He bases his argument on the writings and the preachings of the prophets, but also not just the prophets, but the Holy Scriptures. Not just the Holy Scriptures, the gospel. Now, this is quite interesting. Because then we can know the prophets. You know, the, the Jewish uh, Bible, the so-called Old Testament, had about three sections. Uh, we, we spoke about the, the Torah, the, the law. And we speak about the, the writing, the Ketuvim. Uh, and so we, we also speak about the Nevibim, the, the, the prophets. And so you, you, you have the, the Torah, the law, you have the, the, the writings, you have the, the prophets. And, and Paul uses... Uh, the, the, the Jewish text uh, to, to support his mission. But he goes beyond that. He uses the word, the gospel, 
And I don't think he's using the word the gospel as we will use it now because Paul is one of the first writers uh, of the New Testament. Uh, the first uh, uh, Bible is, is only written around 70 AD. And so when he talks about the gospel, I want to argue and say he's talking about salvation in Jesus Christ. And so Paul is a pioneer in many ways. He is leading us into something absolutely powerful. That the gospel about Jesus Christ is not just about Matthew, Mark, Luke and, and John. It's about the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of what the prophets, of what the, the Ketuvim, uh, of what the Nevibim has, has, has given us, you know, uh, the writings and the prophets. And it's, it's a fulfillment of the law. And, and, and Paul will redefine what he means by the law in line of Jesus Christ. Then he says something absolutely powerful. By the power of the Holy Spirit, by his resurrection from the dead, Paul brings in the works, the workings, the influence of the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit has been the agent of change. How the Holy Spirit has been used by Paul uh, in his writings as, as the instrument of conversation, of conversion, of coming to know and appreciate our faith in Jesus Christ. This is something absolutely beautiful. And so Paul, in these first few verses, introduces and sums up what the gospel is all about. And I cannot but be amazed by this great evangelist, great theologian, and how he sums up, how he introduces them into something powerful. And obviously throughout the book, he's going to break it down to them into these small pieces that are eatable, that are understandable, that one can play with. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.